Well, I mean, I actually kind of liked for you uh, bringing up how you like to evolve a franchise because that kind of reminds me of the Curse of Evangelion. Um, since I know you're you're a fan of that, uh, so have you have you been watching any of the uh, like I, I want to say the new movies, but I mean the yeah. movies are relatively old. But uh, I kind of like the commentary the movies were making. So, um, mm-hmm. so we just marathoned all four movies um, two weeks ago. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I freaking hated movie three so much mm-hmm. now it's the coolest because it's oh, like yeah. basically trigger trigger it's it's basically mm-hmm. Gurren Lagan it but evangelion mm-hmm. but uh i hated yep. that movie so much because one of the things i love about ava is is the general aesthetic of while they're not mm-hmm. mechs or anything everything looks like it functions and everything has a reason and then when you hit yep. when you hit three oscar freaking morphs her ava into a fucking cat I was like, what the yep. hell is that about? What the hell is this? <laughs> like, that's not to say that a cat Ava is not cool, but that, that's not mm-hmm. like why I'm here, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, like if you want to make like like uh, Evangelion ship it in or whatever, mm-hmm. fine, do that. Let's go crazy, you know? But if this is like rebuild and your first two movies were basically the series and and everything was yep. hard sci-fi then i don't mm-hmm. i don't want this fantastic sci-fi in the middle because then suddenly you watch movie four and you're like where did it all go like suddenly oh, yeah suddenly <laughs> it's gone was that a fever dream mm-hmm. it was like what what happened like <laughs> did, did, i had to look around like did, i i saw that right the I cat happened, saw that. right that that yeah. wasn't okay okay like the, the biggest thing my friends give me a lot of shit for this because i was like as, as much as i hated movie three and how stupid mm-hmm. some of that stuff was um uh, the one thing that i kept pointing out i was like where the fuck did uh ritz i'm sorry not ritz go uh, sato get that jacket like you expect <laughs> me to believe that after basically second impact mm-hmm. misato went out to a store <laughs> somewhere in tokyo shopping mm-hmm. after she left nerve yep. and formed big willy or whatever mm-hmm. it was whatever called. yeah i'm lost under second organization too and and she was like yeah you know what this jacket looks badass i'm gonna yep we're getting this. Get this yeah and <laughs> and i just i was just like i i don't know man like like look at this look at this world yeah. that they're in like mm-hmm. where did she get this jacket did they sew it like did they sit down and make mm-hmm. it like not only that but it was also a hat and it matched and, yeah. and i was just like what and then mm-hmm. they, and then they, they just changed her character like again i like evolving characters but suddenly it was just like oh she's just shinji's dad again like yeah why like the whole mm-hmm. point of her character was she was nudging shinji to get in the fucking robot the entire yep. time like she's just get a damn robot get a damn robot shinji <laughs> and dragging his ass in the end of evangelion when he's just mm-hmm. at his most pathetic and worthless i hate shinji. oh yeah and so oh, it's just like an ass yeah shoving him in and mm-hmm. and being creepy with shinji all the time and i'm like that's who misato is right mm-hmm. like in 11 years you're just expecting me to believe that she just turned into his dad like oh no this is dumb no. stupid and I, like, I absolutely hated it mm-hmm. garbage absolute garbage yeah. <laughs> i just want to say like is that cat mech like grooming itself what's what's going on right now it's they never mm-hmm. touch it again no the only thing the only thing they do is that the rods that come out of out of the back in movie four mm-hmm. um which is like i guess whatever you know at that point in time it's, it's everything got thrown out the window you're flying in a giant uh what's Weird it called ava ship the 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 intragon or whatever it something is something like the, that yeah 
the the well no, i was saying like in the mm-hmm. not godzilla but in those uh kaiju type movies there's the there's that big submarine that they fly around i forget what it's called it's not the intergon but it's something like that oh what the hell um, is that thing? Mm-hmm. but yeah it's like suddenly you have a flying ship like i think it's cool like that they're it's an ava and that they're using battleships mm-hmm. as armor and they're just like throwing them around and stuff i'm like that's cool they're playing with gravity oh, but yeah. it's just mm-hmm. like uh, like i guess whatever at that point i didn't really sign up for that but whatever no no i mean it's it's just it's, it was hard to follow up the series to be completely honest or the series or i guess like even like the the end of evangelion uh for the movie was i don't know i, I loved the end of evangelion as opposed like, to the, but, the new series but it's not though like they've done mm-hmm. so many so much other fiction that takes place in that world that's mm-hmm. all new like like uh, iron maiden for the for the saturn and, and some of the other story games they have which are brand new stories within the same world then mm-hmm. they have the fucking the best ng ever from super robot wars who has a positive role model like he's got a positive Ooh. father figure in mm-hmm. that um it's 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 another mecha pilot from a from a giant robot series and i'm forgetting the name right now but he's like sinji you're the best you could do it positive robot. so sinji becomes this amazing pilot that that wants to pilot ava unit one and he's really good and it's just it's just day and night and it's like mm-hmm. first off if you're going to be making a movie you know why are you retreading ground now, i understand that it's very popular in in, in mm-hmm. you know, japanese anime to make the big budget and you need retell the series in a couple movies and yep. then you have like a, a something unique understand that that's fine Mm -hmm. but why can't we get that story like you know you can tell basically the same story but i want to see what happens when shinji does want to get into the robot i want to see when his when his dad is like you know walking with him in the park and playing ball like what what does that do to his psyche Mm -hmm. to you know what happens with you know with all that because even then it doesn't have to be a positive story you know you can have this whole positive thing that when he finds out that it's his mom like what happens to that character Mm -hmm. what happens there instead of just being a little fucking asshole the entire time and yeah just like this is not about you sinji this is about saving the world like get over it mm-hmm. um what you know where's that story where's the story uh, you know they could have just focused it on on uh what's her name the the, the european one i can't remember her name right Mar- Mar- oh alaska Mar- no Mar- Mar- the other one the, Mar- oh yeah the newer one um, Mar- marai Mar- Mar- like she's amazing like she's cool mm-hmm. i really like her yep Mm-hmm. that fight scene she had fantastic i want to know more about that you know we didn't we didn't have to do this but yeah those those wounds are still fresh basically so oh yeah well i mean i almost like i almost feel like the the director would have rather done more what you talked about but i just remember like when you see that first part i think it's in movie three where shinji wakes up and like they have like the kids have not aged one bit yep. and she mentions it's the curse of the avas and they don't really don't really elaborate on that at all. It's like they don't really say, "Oh, it's just it's, a curse of the Eva." They're just little. And I think I've heard that it was the director's commentary that more or less he's expected to kind of do the same thing over again, and only update and change a little bit at a time. And what he's allowed to update is usually like some like BS, like cat robot. Yeah, yeah that that mm-hmm. was just an excuse to for people to feel okay because they're yeah. in underage bodies, but now they're mm-hmm. 28 years old or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's all that was honestly. Cause, mm-hmm. cause if you notice after uh, movie three and four, like they upped that cheesecake mm-hmm. factor a lot. There was so many yep. butt shots after that. It was just like, <laughs> it was insane. Mm-hmm. It was, it was to a point where we were just all noticing it. We were just like, wow, that no, Oscar just everywhere. doesn't wear clothes anymore. She's just <laughs> all the time, but you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. Cause she's 28, you know? And so it's just like, yeah. okay, whatever. Um, 28 going on 14. 
But you know, I, I like his work. I like the original Evangelion. Uh, mm-hmm. I like his Shin Godzilla was amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, and I'm looking forward to Shin Ultraman and Shin Kamen Rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love his work. I just felt like whatever happened happened, and I think that this train was way too large for him, and mm-hmm. he, yeah, basically that he couldn't he couldn't control it anymore, and probably you know, just, I don't know, whatever at that point, you know, it's Ava's cool and. He he, good for him. He got to tell the story. You know, that's all I care about with creations is that they got to tell their stories. I either like it or I don't, for the most part. Yep. But at the end of the day, I'm super happy and proud for any any creator that's able to just express themselves and tell us a unique, brand new story. Um, we don't get to do that very often, and it's mm-hmm. we don't live very, we don't live long enough to be able to just do whatever we want. So you you got to pick and choose what you got, mm-hmm. and you got to go with it and own it all the way through. So, you know, fantastic, mm. great job. It. it- it does sound like his third movie, though, was directed by Tommy Wiseau, and this is me not having you know, watched it. Uh, there, there was chunks of it that felt like it were, they were missing. Like it was just, it was just mm-hmm. like I don't know. It was just jumping from scene to scene, and it was just like, hey, yeah. look, this is cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to shift gears too hard here, but you've mentioned it a couple times about how you're not a big fan of Ghostbusters two, mm-hmm. and. And Joe, Joe and I uh, are, both did our best Midwest uh, lip biting there for a second because we're not like we're, we're not going to go to the grave about our opinions on Ghostbusters two, but there are some things about it that we thought were maybe improvements over the original, or sure. or maybe mm-hmm. maybe just a little bit better in certain things, like some of the comedic aspects of it. I thought were very very strong. You know mm-hmm. the 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 score and the soundtrack of two. Some aspects are good. I would say the soundtrack is is a little bit better, but the score it takes me completely out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Compared to the first one. The first yeah. score is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I I mean I, I want to know, Jesse, like what what brings you to like the other side of the spectrum on DB2 and mm-hmm. yeah. it was the, the the blatant marketing and um yeah. of the whole thing like i like again mm-hmm. like i mentioned before it wasn't so much that they stopped smoking it was that everything was clean like so like yeah. like new york is you know there, there's just something about new york in the 80s right and it has to do with with the lighting it has to do with the the clothing it has to do with the, the the film that you shoot on the camera that you shoot with uh it's noisy it's gritty it's dirty it's it's mm-hmm. new york mm-hmm. and so Ghostbusters 2 was very clean. Everything was really well lit. And this happens a lot with a lot of sequels. You know, suddenly they get a budget mm-hmm. and, it, and it's just like, oh, well, this is what happens when you can actually afford someone to come in and do cinematography and lighting. Like, okay, things become easy to read. But sometimes that's the charm of the original. And, it, and it's not just Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. There's, there's plenty of others like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Street 1 and 2 are pretty solid. Nightmare on Elm Street 1 is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then once you pass yeah. that, garbage. Absolute garbage. And it's yep. just like, there, there's Completely some cool agree. stuff in there. Don't get me wrong. Night, oh, uh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the Dream Warriors and all that stuff. You, you, I can pick and choose things I like. But, you know, it, it's it's not the same. It's it's not being a scary movie. You know, when you see when you see mm-hmm. Freddy walking down the, the hallway and he's just dragging his, his fingers along. the Like, they never focused on his face. And then suddenly he just became... Mm-hmm. PG-13 Freddy, all the kids loved him. Same thing happened with RoboCop. RoboCop mm-hmm. 2 still had some some grit to it, but suddenly he, he he's, he's a toy now. You know, Rambo, Rambo yeah. was kind of almost the opposite. Rambo 1 is brilliant, uh, and he doesn't kill anyone. And in Rambo 2, he's just killing everyone. And that goes against his entire... Because <laughs> now they're just like, he's an action mm-hmm. movie star, you know? Alien, I love Alien, and I love Alien's 
aliens fantastic movies mm -hmm. but they're so polar opposites of each other one's an action movie one's a horror oh yeah it's just it happens mm -hmm. a lot and sometimes it works sometimes it's fantastic you get an aliens yeah sometimes you get a terminator 2 you know but then mm -hmm. other times you get you know whatever happened after nightmare on elm street 2 you get the the kidification of, of friday the uh, friday the 13th kidification of all this mm -hmm. stuff um and i feel that that happened with ghostbusters now i say i hate it right which could be a bit dramatic um yeah i could watch it it's fine whatever it's not the first mm -hmm. movie i put on i'd rather i mean it's my same feelings with ninja turtles 2 i hate secret of the use uh more mm -hmm. so than i hate ghostbusters 2 but um basically is the branding like I, again i was like why mm -hmm. why why do they have that that logo on their car right like you know why mm -hmm. why is that you know yeah. so they, they went from being absolutely broke to suddenly you know being able to do this whole spectacle again it was like what that makes no yep. sense mm -hmm. um they sold out yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know you you get that whole feeling that peter didn't or um bill murray didn't really want to be in the movie because yeah he's in costume for the last scene he's not in his suit the entire time um yeah for the exception of the um montage. the montage yeah like you're right though you are right like he's he's almost completely out of of costume the entire time he's also like barely wearing the proton pack outside of the courtroom or the the final scenes like yeah i mean it, you could it, and to be fair their proton packs one of the reasons why he even agreed to come back was he said, I need you to reduce the weight of the original proton pack. Otherwise, I'm not here. And so, I mean, yeah. I, I get that part. Um, I, I think for, for me, like the stuff that doesn't make sense about the movie, because I, I, I like GB2 for what it is, uh, I'm, but the some of the elements didn't seem very well balanced. Where like in the first movie, the 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 horror elements or the the spookiness of it, right? That vibe, pretty consistent throughout. You know, you're not really breaking anything uh, in, in terms of the tone. But then in GB2, like you mentioned, the kidification parts of it, then you've got some pretty funny one-liners and, like, the comedy, like, it's really well done in certain aspects of it. And then suddenly you're, you're in a subway tunnel and you see heads on pikes. And you're going, <laughs> we just made this about kids for a minute. Now I've got mm -hmm. something horrifying that doesn't even touch anything in terms of intensity from one. Like... Yeah. That that's me. It's like it's like we've got constant like just it's it's juxtaposed in a lot of ways, and so that's I why I, that's why I, I I would disagree with some of the the choices they made. Well, I mean, I mean, taking the puppy way is still far more traumatizing than the heads on the spikes. Stick <laughs> <laughs> yeah. away the puppy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like Ghostbusters one had a lot of dark humor to it. Um, mm -hmm. It just did, you know. Um, uh, yeah, Ghostbusters too tonally. Like I, I didn't like their ghost designs. You know, it's just everything got fat and and cartoonish. Uh, part one yeah. was very very creepy. But you're right. Like suddenly, you know, you had all the the Titanic people showing up, and it's like, well, better late than never, right? Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it was it was all over the place. I hated the fact that they controlled the Statue of Liberty with the NES advantage. It was just yeah. like, all right, you know, that that's the type of stuff that I hate. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, but you know, it's 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 Who still. I'm designed this. <laughs> I mean, I, lo I love the I love the slime blower. Like I think the slime blowers are fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, just, uh, just the the design work that went into that was just amazing. The the upgraded um, PK meters and all, all the the update updated yeah. stuff was nice. Uh, I, I don't. That's my least favorite ecto. But um, you know, I understand yeah. if they're trying to make a statement that says, "Hey, we're back. We did it." 
Uh, I just have a whole bunch of other questions when it comes to it. Um, that's why, you know, it was important for me to strip back the Ecto-1 to kind of have a, a little bit of both. He has, he has the warning tape on it and stuff like that from, from, from that aspects of it and things like that. But man, it, like, it's such a shitty feeling too. Um, like I, I feel the pain of the, uh, the set designers and everything, all the people that did all the concept work and all that in the movie, because you work so hard on a product regardless of its outcome. And then people just shit on it, you know, within five minutes, 10 minutes, like mm-hmm. we worked yeah. three years on that ghostbuster game and then we put it out and immediately it was received very well by the fans, but you'll always yeah. get those, mm-hmm. those guys that are just like the, the, the yeah. hubcaps aren't exact. Oh, like that's where I'm like, it's been eight years or whatever. Mm-hmm. They've changed hubcaps. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> you will live yep. another iteration, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And, I, I wanted to go even further. Like there, there's, there's a lot of stuff you can do that still respects, you know, like it still respects everything. Um, you know, we had to make uh, the, the caddy, you know, nice and shiny, you know, we couldn't mm-hmm. represent the caddy uh, old and busted. I mean, it does get broken in the game, but, but uh, you know, that's why yeah. it's, it's real nice and taken care of. I mean, granted, if I had a, if I had a caddy like that, I would take care of it for sure. Um, <laughs> But um, I I was ready to just move on too. Like man, we were so ready to make a sequel that wasn't based around the original cast either, because we set it up to where, mm-hmm. hey, you're gonna start yeah. your own franchise somewhere. And yeah, we had some pretty pretty big um, ideas for that, like going out to Chicago and stuff like that. Um, to where you know you would we would just start over, you know, and and just have a new cast. And, you know, now it's now it's like, you know, 1999 or 1998. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that mean for for the Ghostbusters? Does that mean uh, that they're going to, you know, have a different car? And if they have a different car, what does what is it going to be? Right. Um, you know, I like I like the uh, the SUV that they had in the was it the comics or the game. I can't remember. I thought that that was fine. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was yeah. literally just about uh, to yeah. mention mm-hmm. uh, a Ford Explorer Ecto because, yeah, that's that's what a lot of like you see the SUV turn in some of the media. Yeah, and sorry, Joe, I cut you off, but yeah, but yeah. No, 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 I, I just, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, it was definitely the, uh, the topics they brought it up because yeah, uh, there was a competing Ghostbuster team for a while, and then eventually they just get absorbed into the, uh, the main team. They just keep the Explorer. But mm-hmm. I mean, I would have done, I would have done one of those uh, city vans, you know, the vans that just run, that mm-hmm. run around and do errands in, right? They oh, got yeah. a huge capacity in the mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Uh, they have a side door. That's where you put your proton mm-hmm. packs and everything. The back, you can put a mini, a mini containment unit back there. You know, give it, give it a, a U-Haul trailer yeah. or whatever for some other stuff. Get like, you I, a Ford I, Transit. Come on, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's, it is mm-hmm. a Transit that I'm thinking of. The, yeah. the big like yeah. ugly, yeah. ugly yeah. thing. Yep. Like who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to explore that, you know, I want to explore, I want to explore Ghostbusters are out in the, in the Southwest, you know, you got all mm-hmm. these deserts with all this crazy stuff, you know, what, what happens out there, you know, got all these ghost towns, what are they driving around in? They're not driving around in a, in a caddy, they're driving around in something that they can go over dirt mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, there's, there's just a whole lot of, a whole lot of things that can be explored. But the problem with most fandoms mm-hmm. is they don't want to move on from the past. Uh, yeah. It's always mm-hmm. met with, it's always met with, with just this this, this mm-hmm. hesitance on either side and so so the the studio makes something different the fans hate it so then they're like okay we want to make the same and then the fans hate it because it's just the same not yeah. so you just never freaking win <laughs> mm-hmm. never win uh, well hey if you make a ghostbusters in the southwest video game i can guarantee you there are three people here that would be playing it <laughs> yeah. ghostbuster cowboys so- 
Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> <Ghosters> <laughs> on horseback. Yeah. yeah. Oh I, man. Because <laughs> like, I mean. I mean, why even restrict ourselves to the Southwest? Like, yeah. what is it like in Ireland, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's Ireland, right? What, what's going on over there? Um, yeah. One of the most haunted places on Earth, right? Like, uh, Scotland, Ireland, all those areas. What, what does it mean to be a Ghostbuster over there where you can't mm-hmm. have a vehicle as large as a, as a caddy going around the streets, right? Imagine the Great Wall yeah, and like... the ghosts that were buried in- <laughs> into it as they built it. <laughs> terrifying mm-hmm. by the way if you need a need a model for an overweight filipino man for that game i'm i'm your man <laughs> i'm right there i i'm uh i was uh i was watching ghost hunters international one day just out for out of curiosity uh i, I like ghost mm-hmm. hunters it was fun uh when it started but then ghost hunters international i was like the audacity that we have to go to another country oh yeah and talk to their ghost in english <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, they're like, are, who are you? What's your name? And they're like, video, like, we're recording their, their EVPs. And they're like, look, he answered me. I'm like, bitch, no, he didn't. He fucking doesn't no. understand English. Ghosts don't learn. Like, were you speaking, like, you know, some of the ancient dialects? Like, you have to. But yeah. it's it's watching yeah. that. It's mm-hmm. just like, this is so stupid. You get a Rosetta yeah, I mean, Stone in the afterlife. It's fine. Completely. You're, I mean, you're dead. You've got a lot of time in your hands. You start taking classes in English. I'm going to pick up another language, I think. Yeah. 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 We've got time. I've got eternity. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I, I had all these wild ideas that, that I wanted to explore mm-hmm. with Ghostbusters. Um, I, I wanted to leave the city. I wanted to go out to northern New York, you know, to the apple orchids and all that stuff. Like, what, what is it like being out there? And so I had, I had this level that I was pitching. Obviously, we stayed in New York, so all that stuff got thrown out. But it was in the it was in the beginning phases where we were just like, well, what is this game, right? And we were just pitching ideas. And I had this idea of what happens if something happens up north and you have to leave, kind of like in Ninja Turtles, where they leave the city and they go out to the countryside. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What does it yeah. mean to to have to go out there and 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 hunt, right? It's a whole different environment. Um, and there was one scenario that I was, I was saying, well, what if, what if you, since this was supposed to be around Halloween time, I go, what if you, what if you got called out and there's a Halloween party happening, like a barn party, and there's just all these people mm-hmm. dressed like ghosts and stuff, and you have to like put on your pro, your goggles to actually be able to see who's what, uh, and oh, they're yeah, all commenting yeah. on your outfit because yeah. they think that you're you're there, mm-hmm. you know, as a Halloween guest and stuff, and and you know the, the whole place is crowded, but you have to like trap and contain this ghost without injuring people and stuff like that so i was trying to envision this whole thing where you're just navigating this new york apple farm with just all these different things and there's ghosts partying in there too and it's just fun and i was thinking that that's kind of like a like an interesting scenario uh (laughs) ghostbusters having to use their equipment in such a way that you know it makes sense it's not just uh finding unlockables and stuff like that um yeah the other yeah it's an RGB state of mind, by the way, what you're kind of describing here, because they, they did go outside of the city in RGB yeah. at different times, whether it was for like a vacation or maybe not like purely outside of the city, but like maybe towards suburbs and, and some of the challenges they faced there. So I, I think that would have been like crazy awesome to see fleshed out, like if, if they could have pulled yeah, off. And yeah, it's too bad we didn't get that. Like, um, there's a... 
there was a documentary that I watched uh, with music by DJ Shadow, and I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it was all about the people that live underneath New York City, like underneath the subway systems, like in the old, mm-hmm. old subway yeah. systems. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, that that whole area. And we did do subway stuff in there, but there's just so much more that that there's just so much more to to New York mm-hmm. than just the street level. You know, um, that's why we went out yeah. to the island, which was nice. You know, there, there's an island out there you can yeah. go out to. Um, but, you know, that, uh, having the extra time to go in there and make the, 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 the hotel twisted and then making sure that we got the, 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 the library all broken up the way we wanted it. Like that, that was that was really good for the game. If, if we would have shipped when we originally planned on shipping, it wouldn't have been received very well. Uh, we, we had an extra six months and in that six months, we busted our ass and, and did a lot of extra work to, to really make it um, look the way it looked, you know, the presentation. There was stuff that didn't even make it that, that I wish, you know, we had Ray's Occult uh, a bookstore that you had to run through at yeah, one point. Yeah. You know, the Thanksgiving level, the whole Thanksgiving level got cut out just because we couldn't, just couldn't do it in time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember reading about that. How like, like the the whole thing has to run into the occult bookstore, and then Ray has to find something in there that's like relevant to the mission or, or something like that. Like, I thought that was really a cool idea because Ray's a cult, man. I, I've always wanted to see more of the inside of that place, and yeah, uh, and and you'll see a little bit of it hopefully in Afterlife. But man, that's yeah, that I had somewhere on oh. somewhere on on GB. GB mm-hmm. fans, I, I posted an image of like all the items that I could find from from that bookstore. There's there's a whole whole bunch of items that that we created uh, for it that that shipped with the game, but they you just can't access them unless you have a model viewer. Um, that yeah. stuff was really cool. Um, there was there was a lot of other things I really wanted to do. We we did a after we did a green light, uh, we had this whole. The whole Stay Puft fight came from this prototype that we made where originally, like in the, well, sorry, in the final game, the rookie gets um, put over the edge of the building and he's strapped and he's he's shooting Stay Puft that's coming at you and stuff. That was the that was the final outcome. But the original, uh, the original level of that was you were leaning out of the back of the Ecto and they had you strapped on. Uh, with the, so the back door of the Ecto was open and and you were leaning back and you would uh, be able to to rotate around and, and shoot ghosts and stuff that were all chasing the Ecto. Uh, we had this whole level um, blocked out. Uh, we had all the animation. I remember you because State Puff was walking around in the city again and you were trying to find that he was attracting all these ghosts that were following him. And so you're having to cap like follow him and and capture all these ghosts and sometimes you would end up in front of him and he sometimes he disappeared and there was there was a oh, there was a moment in time i wish i still had this video i know for a fact i don't have this video anymore but we had a video of this whole playthrough uh it was it was basically like playing plants or dragoon or something it's just it's you know you're shooting stuff <laughs> while everything's around you but, <laughs> yeah. but but um i remember there was a point in time where where he does something and it breaks like and this this water comes up and it hits the, the ecto and it pushes you through a, it pushes you through the first floor of, of a building and you get pushed through and then you come out on the other side and then everyone's everyone's like oh crap you know what happened and you have to keep driving and so you're looking for state puff you don't have really control over the car you would just have like basic like oh shit we're coming up to a fork in the road where you want to go left or right kind of thing uh but this was all like a, yeah. a canned sequence and you were just along for the ride as the rookie and they, they were dangling you out out of the back you know trying to hold you on the whole time um 
that sequence is really cool. And and uh, there was moments of time where you're like, where is he? And suddenly you see his foot just comes down and then you'd swerve and have to go around him. And, and he's just like going all around the city. And that was, man, that, that sequence was so cool. I, I, I don't know where that, that video went. It's just in the ether somewhere. I'm sure, you know, it's somewhere in a, in a backup mm-hmm. somewhere oh, at man. Activision or something. But that was one of those levels. And so we had already mm-hmm. created that scenario kind of gameplay and so that's what led to us dangling him off off the 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 side of the building there yeah because it's basically that like he's just there you're just you're just sweeping and shooting at just things are flying at you that's where that came from yeah wow i I almost wonder uh if that one should have been like left up to like a trial by combat where you picked a champion and whoever won got to pick their sequence (laughs) because honestly i i'm kind of swaying toward the other one i I liked it i like being dangled over the building and doing that but i mean what you just mentioned to me is like it was cool yeah yeah it's like hey you you offered me Mm -hmm. you offered me the uh the six inch sandwich i kind of want foot long now you know what what's (laughs) on here um the whole idea as we were working on a narrative I, I was throwing out an idea of like look they learned from the first stay puff encounter i'm like egon is not the type of person to to not learn from that i go so what happens if this entire time you're trying to lure him and push him in a direction of like the brooklyn bridge i go because what if what if uh egon made a mega trap and so like mm-hmm. there's uh there's a portion of it that's on the brooklyn bridge a portion of it that's over here on like on this part of a building and another it's like this big tri- triangle that when you get them in the middle like they turn it on and it's like they, they all start connecting and then you know you yeah. trap them and you wear them down and you have to get them into your 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 trap on the car or whatever and so that's that's where i was trying to push the story on that but then at the end of the day it was just way too hard uh to do that level because it was um yeah, we had we had like the whole city. We we extracted it from Google Maps, and we had the whole city that we were like yeah. planning this whole thing on. It was just too much to load into the 360 memory, and, and it was just it was just mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't worth it because at the end of the day, it was only like a couple minutes worth of entertainment for basically like it was it was a lot of work, and so <laughs> so that that was one of the one of the shifts that we had to make. The same with the Thanksgiving Day level. It just it just it wasn't that it wasn't we couldn't render all I, I did a lot of work to, to be able to render like 5,000 characters on the screen, but it, and we even had like tech demos where, you know, a ghost would appear and people would run away from it and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, but it just came down to just, it just wasn't fun. It was not fun, but you were supposed mm-hmm. to be, we have all the, I have another image on GB fan somewhere that shows you all the parade parade floats and stuff. And so the ghostbusters yep. would run and they, they would jump on this one parade float. And as they're going, they're all shooting and everyone's like, yay, this is great. Yay. Ghostbusters. And, and they're all like <laughs> they're thinking it's part of the show and stuff. And you're all like, just trying to trap all these ghosts and whatnot. And, and, uh, you know, meanwhile, you're just destroying everything and people are 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 cheering and applauding. <laughs> Some people are scared and stuff. And um, you had a band. I, I even had my old high school band record uh, music like we I have all this music uh, of, of marching bands and stuff that we had, you know, so that we can have them play mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And just, you know, just didn't get get to that. Unfortunately, I think that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was so much, so much cool stuff that, that doesn't get seen, and it sucks. Um, you know, when it gets cut, yeah, it sucks. But you know, like I, I said before, you know, we're all just making a product, and at the end of the day, you just have to make the product that you have the best you can. And yeah, I'm pretty happy that we did. But no, that's that's cool, dude. Like, uh, 
Because I remember seeing the tech demos mm -hmm. or the, the the tech displays that you guys did or uh, uh, showcases of the Thanksgiving level and just how many people you could populate on screen at one time and have them independently, you know, do things with each other. And and that was one of those things that I always wondered about, just how much more bandwidth did the video game for Ghostbusters have? Because mm -hmm. you, you've mentioned this before, like in your, it's like on your LinkedIn, it's on other pages that you've done that you love to test, you know, systems to their limits. And I mean, was there anything else that you could really do with, with the video game like that, that you could, not, I wouldn't say, you know, go as far as you could without breaking it. Yeah, I mean, the crowd system was was something I was really proud of. Uh, the owner of Terminal Reality and I worked really hard on that. Um, and uh, the Golem system was the other system that I, I made with him and one of the other programmers. Uh, so whenever, you know, you're, you're fighting those Golems and they get created mm -hmm. by all the physics objects, you know, that was that, that yeah, we were yeah. pretty passionate about. And... Uh, at the time, you know, I was I was character lead, but I was also really big into tech art and just pushing the limits. Um, always about challenges for me. And we it, back in Blood Rain 2, we had some golem monsters that were created out of roaches, and but they had to be giant roaches because we couldn't render as many on the screen as possible. And so we just you know explained yeah. it narratively. Oh, they're radioactive roaches or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but you know that was the explanation there but that that tech that we created for that was something that i always had in the back of my mind and then uh when we were working on ghostbusters they wanted to, it was in the script it was kind of a, um, ambiguous but it was like oh we want a monster that's made of the environment or something and so i talked with the owner and i was just like you know we did that tech back in on the playstation 2 like what can we do with it now and so he's like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's let's make a prototype. So we made a prototype and I was like, okay, so this works. I'm like, so how can we push this even further? And so we started just, you know, we just made the craziness that was that was the golem system for, for Ghostbusters 2. You know, we had we had some golems that looked very specific ways and, and so they would always look a certain way. And we had other golems that were dynamic, so they were just formed randomly. Uh, everything was breakable, so you're breaking stuff and it's just falling and flying everywhere. And then <laughs> when something falls off, it pulls something yeah. else from the environment. Um, we had golems that had very specific uh weak spots and stuff that you would yank out mm -hmm. and the whole golem would just explode um all that stuff was just you know i wrote a whole document over how we should do it and working with a programmer um uh, jennifer she you know i worked with her on that and, and we formed this document and then between us three with the owner mark uh we created this whole system it was not easy at the time because the tools were still pretty primitive to do this type of work but um i think at the end of the day it paid off and uh, we had some really cool golem stuff in there um i'm now i'm also at the point where i'm like well, what does that mean now mm -hmm. right like yeah. I, I would love to in a future project explore that again like hey you know i did this back in blood rain 2 then i did it again in ghostbusters let's do it again yeah. and push it even further and that might be something I, I might push for in a, in a future thing. I just, I just always love that tech. Um, but the crowd system was also something the, the owner and I were just like, how many people can we put on screen? And we got it to about the illusion because it's, it's always an illusion in games. Um, mm -hmm. But it was, it was, yeah. we, we had the illusion of like five, 6,000 people on screen and it was just pretty yeah. seamless. You know, we had, we had the whole library demo where, you walk out and everyone's waving and you, yep. you would look out and you would just see just thousands of people in New York walking around in the distance, people cheering and all that stuff. It was all smoke and mirrors, but uh, we then 
said, well, what if you're running down the, the sidewalk, right? Like, so then we, we took that and we, we made it to where the people are actually walking. Everyone was randomized and colorized and they would get out of your way if they would see you running and, and stuff like that. Sometimes they see you running, be like Ghostbusters or they would comment on you and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that was a lot of fun. And so a lot of times, even in, you know, since moving on from terminal reality back in the day, you know, I, I would show off those documents because I was real proud of making those documents and those systems. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show, like, I was just like, yeah, this is the kind of artist that I am. You know, we make systems. I'm not afraid to talk to programmers and whatnot. And, you know, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy that stuff. I was going to say, I, I, I honestly would love to see, uh, I mean, not just speaking selfishly, of course, you know, it, it would be awesome to see these things fleshed out. Um, but, you know, I, I, I am surprised at this point there's not, like, a documentary out there because, you know, the Ghost mm -hmm. Heads did do, um, was it literally called Ghost was Heads? Was it just oh. called Ghost Heads? Yeah. yeah. I think it was just yeah. called Ghost Heads. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. There was the Ghost Heads documentary that came out. It focused, you know, like, uh, documentary style on, like, three or four different sets of fans. And I, I am, I mean, have you, you haven't been approached about this yet by anybody to, like, go through the, you know, like, the dev journals of this I, or anything? can't remember why i wasn't approached for ghost heads uh who directed that um was that sony because sony did one and i i don't yeah let me take a look i can't Power remember because because um, i did bring uh, that up brendan mertens yeah so that's mm -hmm. yeah that's okay so so he, i'm friends with him on facebook mm -hmm. um I'm, i can't remember why i think it was i just wasn't around at the time uh i may have been in brazil or something i can't quite remember but i remember for ghost heads because that's the one that's fan made yeah uh, because there's one that there was one that was fan made and then there was one that was studio made by sony and i know i wasn't going to get invited for the sony one because yeah we make video games we're down here mm -hmm. uh but um yeah um, I can't remember why, I, and I, I want to say it was a scheduling conflict on that, or or it was one of those that I just I came around too late or something. I can't can't remember. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember there was talk that that came up from it. Um, proton charging. I've always been interested in going out to proton charging, but it you know it's it's one of those conventions. I, I believe it moves around, and so it's just it's just never I've just never yeah. been able to hit it, but. You know, I have like a whole hard drive, you know, just stuff that's just like, hey, let's let's open up the hard drive and just take a look. And I got documents of early scripts and stuff. I got I got all the Bill Murray audio that wasn't put in the game. Uh, I got just a lot of stuff that I think the, the fans mm -hmm. would absolutely be interested, uh, go gaga over. If we wanted to make a sequel and again, we just had that blockade there that just mm -hmm. wouldn't let us make a sequel. And you know we lost Harold in that in that time, and now it's just like, yeah, what are you gonna do, right? Right, yeah. So I mean, like I, I, I was you know talking to a couple of my friends, uh, Hank and Hank Braxton and stuff. He's a he's a filmmaker. Oh, and hey. uh, yeah. I was always telling them, I'm like, you know, we can make a movie. Like I have the engine for Ghostbusters. We just need someone that can script. And once you can script, like we can make a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I have yeah. everything what's what's sony gonna do right yeah cares like let's just make one right and they can do a cease and desist but they don't need to know until it's released right and then just put it out mm -hmm. just put it out <laughs> and then it's on the internet forever yeah. and it'll be forever but yeah 
but it's it's easy to do you know i forever have you know harold ramus at least will forever exist in the game and and if anyone yeah. ever was up for the challenge of making a new movie well we have the model right and we could just make a, a new model and mm -hmm. there we go you know yeah yeah i i think there's a lot of potential there to do something it's just you know it's it's gonna someone just needs to do it um you know i have other i did i, I put my my stamp on ghostbusters and i'm you know it's fine if i never revisit it but it would be nice to do it again um you know i'm yeah i i enjoyed my work on it but uh you know if, if i never make another ghostbusters game that's also fine too yeah um, i got to do something that not a lot of people got, are able to do and mm -hmm. and um I'm happy about it. Uh, you know, I put myself into the game. You know, like I'm I'm just one of the security guards, and so it's just <laughs> that's right. awesome. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, they they wanted us to put some Sony douchebag executives in there, and I was like, no, I'm working over the weekend to get this done. I'm putting myself mm -hmm. in it, and, <laughs> and the senior character right. we're putting ourselves in it. Like, I'm sorry, that's we're not doing this for some for some rich asshole to 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 get their image in the game. No, mm -hmm. and for them to never even yeah. play See, the game because they're not going to play the game. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah, they don't give a shit. Pound sand. <laughs> so so whatever you know. That's why um, you know originally it was it was originally supposed to be. Uh, it was supposed it made no sense at first because it was supposed to originally be uh dan Aykroyd and harold raymond but aged yeah, like older they look. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's why the security yeah. guards are dan and harold uh but yeah. then they were like yeah that would be weird so then they were like oh well here's some sony guys let's put them in there and so we regulated them to the elevator scene i think and those might be different people actually yeah those are different people there's an elevator scene with two guys in the yeah. background uh those are sony or activision guys i can't remember um mm -hmm. and so so uh they wanted them to be security guards and i said no screw that we're not doing that no. uh then mm -hmm. there was the, hmm. the ghost hunter guys that we actually built uh, that's right yeah I, I posted up a photo up of, of that stuff on gb fans um but they never got put into the game were they supposed to be, the, supposed to be the elevator guys um yes and then they swapped them out yes they put the the other executives in there but I can't remember why, and I and I talked to what's his name about it, the 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 main guy, the, the bald guy, about it. But he doesn't remember it. And I was like, yeah. yeah, man. And I like showed him the photos, and he's like, I don't remember that. And I'm like, yeah, you guys actually sent us photos of you guys, like they sent photos of their turnarounds of the face and all that stuff. But but he just doesn't remember it. Um, but uh, we were gonna use them for multiplayer, but then they that got scrapped. I created the the ethereal Ghostbusters from RGB for multiplayer, but that got scrapped. Um, we mm. created a, a couple other heads for. The, I, I'm I'm a playable character. Like you can you can actually if you the art is in there, you can actually replace um, um, the multiplayer body or head with my head. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that wasn't cool. that didn't make it. The the, the women were were playable characters mm -hmm. too, but they came in too late for us to get it working properly. Mm. Um, but yeah, there was so much stuff that, that we did that just never saw the light of day. Oh, hey, if you ever if you ever want to pair up for recovery, I mean, if if, <laughs> if you haven't been approached for it, um, I think we'd be more than happy to like literally. Take Take our shot of documentary, because <laughs> <And, laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of the spirit of our show too is to is to shed light on you know on properties that we really appreciate and not letting because because we're in that part of history now where 
we're the generation that remembers maybe one or two before us, right? And and some of that stuff can get lost so fast to the point that you know it, it can disappear for a very long time. And so um, even though 2009, 2006, it doesn't sound like it's that long ago. Uh, or actually, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it is a long time ago, but. You know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's getting to that point where yeah, we could lose history if we're not careful about it. And so, yeah, dude, we we'd love to somehow help help facilitate something with this. And um, and and yeah, we, we, yeah, we just I, love the fact you're willing to share it. Yeah, I started mm-hmm. uh, working on Ghostbusters the game 15 years ago. Wow. <laughs> Over 15. Wow. It's like 15. Wow. At the beginning mm-hmm. of 2001, it was 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, and the game came out. 2000 2009 so that's mm-hmm. that's what 12 years ago it came out yep yeah yeah it's it's nuts yep. i mean all this time and, I, and i'm like one of the only people that backed anything up like uh, you know they, they, they were lucky mm-hmm. that to, to to do the remaster that they had mm-hmm. they had located a uh, a repository for it but uh outside of that like i'm the only person and i'm pretty sure they don't have access to a lot of stuff that i do uh like i said with the, all these recent blood rain uh, remasters that they're doing, mm-hmm. it's only because I had it. Yeah. Um, huh. No one else did. Um, and so that's the only way that that's working out. And I mean, you know, I have I have the only existing copy of Demonic, you know, yeah. that, that that got <laughs> lost to time. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. the servers that they were on crashed, the, the tapes corrupted and everything. So, uh, you know, I fired it up the other day and I was like, thank God this actually works. And <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out what to do with it, but mm-hmm. you know, all the levels are broken. You can play them kind of, and it's a mess. But it's it's one of those things where people mm-hmm. saw it on Grandma's Boy, and they're like, "I wonder what that was." And it's like, "Well, it was a game." It was an actual game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have, I have, I'm the only person that I know that has that. No one has that on on drives anywhere. That was lost time, and so that's the only thing that I have. So if my hard drive fails, you know, it's gone. It's gone. Wow. Yeah. Um. Crazy. I, I have considered putting it up on, on cloud storage just to back it up. And I might I might do that with a couple of these. Like Ghostbusters, I'll probably need to, to update it or to back it up somewhere um, secure that has um, frequent um, maintenance and backup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Not a lot of people do that. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of projects yeah. that go that go lost to time. Mm-hmm. We were working on a Call of Duty type game between Aeon Flux and, and Ghostbusters that got was lost to time, and it was like this whole insurrection type thing. You're you're with a caravan going down like this uh, somewhere in Afghanistan or something, and have all these insurgents come out, and you know it's just mm-hmm. a big Call of Duty type game, and that's gone. That's gone to time. There's um, wow. That, that was fairly decent too. That that was a really okay game. Um, there was, like I said, the uh, the Star Wars demo that we did is lost to time. That was a uh, a PSP demo that I that I did with. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, the the Blue Twilight. I can't remember what her name is. Yeah, it's not Sakura. It's uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, anyways, uh, she's one of the she's one of the Twilights. Uh, Jedi's. Yeah, we did this whole uh, PSP demo where you're in, in the Death Star and you're running around, you're mowing down um, you know, stormtroopers and stuff. You get to the bay and you know the Tie mm-hmm. Fighters of landing and everything. You have this big fight with Darth Vader. It's just it was just made up, but it was uh, again that will never be seen. Uh, our Metal Slug demo would never be seen. Uh, they, before I arrived at Terminal Reality, they had like a, a Hulk demo that eventually became the Incredible Hulk game. 
Um, they did a demo mm-hmm. pitch for that. And that was a really cool slice of history there with, you know, the Hulk running around and, and trashing stuff. Um, what are the demos that we make? I mean, and every studio has has these demos that, that people make and just get just go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the original Blood Rain prototype. I wish I, I had a copy of that. Um, I mean, if I could go back, I, I backed up a lot of stuff. But if I could go back, I would have backed up even more. more. <laughs> yeah, just because you you know, mm-hmm. I never thought it's just me. I'm a I'm a klepto with digital information, so I just have hard drives <laughs> with just stuff. I have like my first drawings from the art institute. And everything just all backed up. I just keep amassing all my data. And yeah. I should have just done that. But I was I was more like, I'm only backing up the stuff that I worked on and not necessarily mm-hmm. everything. But I should just back up everything. I mean, I, I can respect keeping <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of stuff, you know, around you. Uh, <laughs> you know, see behind me here. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I've got I've got collective how, yeah, how I've got collectibles from Do I dust? Uh, actually I do keep up on that. Uh, surprisingly, because I've, I've got some, you know, San Diego Comic Con exclusive stuff up here that like you just can't get anymore. That or you, if you do, you're, you know, you're, you're cashing out a yeah. retirement fund to yeah. pay for it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, no, I've actually got protective stuff on most of the collectibles here, so uh, or at least the the high dollar items are protected. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I I really appreciate it, Jesse, because because um, yeah, it, the gaming documentaries have not really been like widely produced until i would say even within the last like five years or so like we've seen some indie developers that got stuff like the um what is it the super meat boy uh indie developer yeah. that made that game like they've got like i think it's like three or four people that they showcased in that one yeah it was indie um, game in the movie. then yeah indie in the movie there's the uh the console wars um there, I mean, there's a lot like, there's, there's a lot of them but they've all come up within the last five years like yeah there, there's a lot i i collect those so i have i have a ton of them but it, it is something that has come up and, and even even though there is quote unquote a lot there's not actually a lot of them i mean there's less than 20 right like there's probably like yeah 10 right. or 15 of them at the most and when they come up i'm right there like i'm i'm just sitting down like going i remember a lot of this but man am i happy they're covering it because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it, it's blink of an eye it's gone and i mean i i don't want to see that history get lost it's yeah, it's just like, it's so easy to consume. Like the cool thing is that Gearbox kind of believes in that, and so it's it was like a treat when I first started Gearbox. I just started exploring the network drives, and it's everything they've ever done since the day they started. And there's so much stuff up there that will never see the light of day, but they're full, almost complete games. Uh, so many demos. There's there's a couple that have leaked recently, but uh, by people putting up their portfolio and stuff finally. But um, mm-hmm. there, it's just it's just fun to see all that stuff, and that's one of the things I've enjoyed. Like when I go work at a different studio, is seeing trying to see their network and and seeing all the past stuff that they've done. It's just crazy. It's absolute madness. Uh, how much money gets wasted in the game industry, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that you have to go try to find Damien Clark's like full reporting of all the hands but I would <laughs> <laughs> but if you know where it's it is there. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's gotta there. be there yeah cause he, cause he largely uh, kind of brought the, like uh, this is from what I've read and what I've consumed but from what it sounded like uh, a lot of the sarcastic and snarky like energy was just, just him it was in him and he kind of brought it to the role and it would be interesting to hear how how the recording may have changed from like you know hitting the red button until until the end, and I mean 
thousands of lines, I'm sure plenty of hours that there's to listen to there. And like you mentioned, I mean, who knows how much money was poured into it. Yeah. Like when he recorded, he recorded some gold and we had to choose the best lines and it was so difficult to choose them because because he doesn't he doesn't really read the script he just gets the general direction and then he kind of glances over and he mm-hmm. he makes stuff up as he goes and so like no two lines were ever really the same you know he there were some lines where we're like yeah you have to say this specifically because this is training the character so he would read those and just kind of do different inflections and in, in the way he would pronounce words or whatever but there's just some that were just like crazy you just bill murray coming up with stuff and and that's just stuff that you know no one's ever heard uh i don't know if they'll ever hear it one of these days i think probably probably when we get to the 15th anniversary of its release i, I was planning on probably releasing stuff mm-hmm. i know when we get to the probably next year is gonna be the 10th year anniversary of star wars connect i'm gonna start releasing a lot of stuff for that um you know ndas be damned okay. but but the Ghostbusters, <laughs> Ghostbusters, I'm, I'm planning on doing something probably, I guess it would be next year, 20, maybe 2023, somewhere in there, whenever the 15 year anniversary is, uh, 2024, I guess. Cool. Uh, well, I'm probably going to just release a whole lot of stuff. So long as you don't disclose your location on this recording, there's someone like no finance when you do get served the, the NDA uh, violation paper. <laughs> i've done it in the past like i've done all that stuff i i I just like there's a there's a lot of stuff like which you had mentioned before like you you work real hard on something and then it gets shut down right okay cool let's move on to the next project but man it would be really cool for people to see this you know like and, and i think that there's a certain point where it's just it's just silly like all these secrets we have in the game industry and it's like well, why we're just making video games let's, mm-hmm. you know who cares you know it'd be cool show some some of these videos that's awesome you know? mm-hmm. um just like the spider-man demo that got released uh i think that was for was it the proposed raimi uh third or or quote-unquote fourth movie i think it was, was going to be if he made the fourth movie in the franchise they're already working on the game for that and that got leaked recently Oh, that's cool. And you got to kind oh. of see what, yeah. Yeah, that was in that. You got to kind of see what those ideas were like, and I, yeah. Oh, was that part of that big mega leak? I can't remember. Uh, it, I mean, it was. I, I can't say for sure, but I know it was recent. I mean, it wouldn't last yeah. like maybe two or three weeks. And all. Yeah, because yeah, it, it was a massive mega leak that, that there was some stuff that I worked on that mm-hmm. that was releasing that had a lot of early prototypes and unfinished stuff. There was a lot of Dreamcast stuff, and it was, it was really neat. Yep, and this is all all very likely Tom Holland's fault somehow. And he just spoiled the whole thing. I specifically saw stuff of him being like relieved that someone else did it. And it wasn't him. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh thank God. I was like, God, someone else is spoiling Spider-Man stuff and it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, cool. But yeah, that's um, well, you know, yeah. I love seeing that stuff. I, I absolutely love it. There's there's so much stuff out there that people would just love it's just curiosities right um the uh for instance uh you know any of those demos you know who cares that they're broken mm-hmm. just let people play them because it just scratches an itch of people be like wow this is cool it's like some kind of weird mandela effect where you're just like this i could have been playing this you know this feels like it's just so neat to see all that stuff so um i'm all for it i'm all for releasing yeah. that stuff you know release the snyder cut and all that um get it out there um <laughs> yeah. i'm very very much happy to 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 push for all that stuff being released so i'm happy 
Well, it it reminds me of uh, a thrill kill. Do you remember that for the PlayStation? How it, it was a fully developed game. It gets to like just before release, and then they find out, you know, this is way too violent for anyone to play. Yeah, and <laughs> and then it gets completely pulled. And then the only way you could get it was if you burned it onto a CD, you know, uh, it had the old PS1 hack where, like, you insert a spring into the, the unit, and then that was it. That was the only way you could play it. And and now people are still finding that game and going, wow, I wish I could have played this because mm-hmm. I was yeah. just as uh, sadistic back in 96 <laughs> as I am now. <laughs> yeah, my, our, um, our VFX artist at, at Terminal Reality for, for Ghostbusters stuff, uh, he was really into Thrill Kill, and he had a copy of it back in, when we were working like Aeon Flux or whatever back in the early 2000s, and that's where I was first yeah. introduced to that. Um, yeah. I mean, again, this whole Desert Bus thing that I did for Penn & Teller, like, that was another one of those two where – where um, it was kind of vaporware and it never really was released until someone leaked the ROM. And yeah. you know, now now they use it to raise money for, for charity and stuff like that. And should that, that was part of my career now, you know? Um, yeah. There's there's just a lot of stuff like that. that, that oh, man, the amount of stuff that, that I've seen, not even at the studios that I've worked at, but like the game that Ensemble was working on forever that was like their third their third party, uh, sorry, their uh, third person action adventure game went through like, like eight to twelve years of iteration, and it just kept evolving and evolving. And I remember seeing all the concept art for all that stuff, and I was just like, "Wow, this looks really cool!" Mm-hmm. But it just never was never. It just had so much money that they just never had to finish it, and it just stayed there forever. Wow. Uh, at least we saw Titan come out as Overwatch. You know that was going to yeah. be vaporware forever. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, all anyone's feelings aside, you know, at least you can come forever finally came out, you know, that, 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 that was in danger of never coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like three other versions of that game out there that you literally could find executables for, uh, because they were complete games, but you know, they just restarted it because the people there saw something shiny and they're like, we need to have that in the game. Let's start over. And, um, yeah. wow. Yeah. And I don't know where those are. But those, uh, I, I only know because I've talked to people. I'm friends with people that were working on it, and they, they, you know, they know that that stuff's there, and they know that they finished the game. They finished several games, or at least got to a point where it's almost finished. So I don't know if those excuses will ever, ever, ever find their way public. But you know, that stuff exists. I mean, for the most part, some of that stuff was smoke and mirrors in the early trailers, but but for the most part, you know, there was levels that you can go and play and do all that stuff with and. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe someday. Cool. Well, hey, if you <laughs> mm-hmm. if you do want to get into like filmmaking or you know this this could be that that in route. You know, let's maybe we could dramatize uh, some of these stories into uh, you know mm-hmm. in into like a live action depiction. You know, almost. I'm thinking like how like Moneyball was created, right behind like the Saber Metrics and like the Oakland A's and how they build that those teams out. Yeah. You could you could do the same thing with video game development stories, I think, you know? Let's yeah. let, let's see what Red Bit's doing, you it's, know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it just comes down to like uh, you know, I have so many friends in the industry. A lot of us, you know, started up together. So I have I have a lot mm-hmm. of friends that are 15, 20 years and you know, even more. But um, there's still a lot of like I, I don't really give give a damn. But there's there's a lot of people that just refuse to talk about stuff, especially like in front of cameras. Like when we go to GDC, oh yeah, we'll talk about everything. 
but uh, some of those guys are still mm-hmm. scared because you just mm-hmm. never know. Like, yeah, like you know what? If I if I go and I release stuff for Star Wars Connect next year, and uh, yeah, Disney could easily come down and just be like pursuing you, right? And it's like, oh, fantastic, right? And so it's <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, it's it's scary. So you just have to do it in a time where no one cares. That's why I, I wait so long because it's just if I I, I have been <laughs> I, I released a game. Uh, one of the first games I worked on, uh, it, uh, it was called Re- Remission, and it was all about teaching kids cancer, about cancer, right? Like kids that are that have cancer, so it teaches them what's what's going on in their body and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, that was my first project at Terminal Reality. We yeah. didn't get to finish it, but it got handed off to another studio. But we we didn't really know that. We just knew that the game was canceled. So I was like, okay, well, screw it. I'll just put this art up on my website mm-hmm. and it wasn't until they actually released the game that i got a letter from them saying hey can you take down all the art from your website because uh all the google searches are going to your site first and um and, oh, and wow. so when they go there to look at it they see like all the blood rain big booby girls and all that stuff you know and they're like that's just it's just not <laughs> in line with our vision so i had to pull it down i haven't shown mm-hmm. it since but i'm probably going to put it back up at some point because it was fun to work on uh and of course that was back yeah. in 2005 or whatever whenever it came out but um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they don't care about it now. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's at any point mm-hmm. like you can get the cease and desist to get it pulled down, and so it gets it gets a little scary. And so when you start dealing with large brands, like if you're starting to deal with like Marvel and, and stuff like that, then it gets really scary. So Ghostbusters, if Ghostbusters was still dormant, like not getting all these new movies and toys and all that stuff, I probably would have released this stuff couple years ago and or because if you notice like in gb fans i was taking photos and i was always releasing stuff and you know i was always just like hey check this out this is something new for you guys to look at and then it wasn't until like they started announcing the new movies at the time like back in 2016 and stuff that i was like oh i'm gonna stop because i know i know how this works so i'm just gonna stop doing that and then now i'm just kind of like in this gray area with afterlife coming out and it's like i'll probably have to wait a couple years (laughs) after that um Mm -hmm. you know just to see kind of feel that out uh, but yeah, at some point. Yeah, some point. and I that yeah. I guess that, that's gonna be really sucky. That like, I mean, honestly, like what the work you're doing does does belong to a studio, a different a different property. But like, it's still your work, and you don't get to share it the way you want to. Yeah, and some yeah. studios are good about that. Uh, most studios are mm-hmm. really good at having you show it, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's like you have to use the, this type of framing. You have to use this font. We have to you have to show us every single mm-hmm. image, and then we'll say yes or no kind of thing and that's just part of the industry and that's not that's not a big deal for me but but it is one of those where it is one of those where um you just have to be careful so i said one day one day i'll do it yeah and i actually want to do it better at proton charge i'd rather do it in real life oh yeah uh, because posting images up on the internet is fine typing out text is fine but mm-hmm. i i rather have like this type of communication uh back and forth where i can be like hey check this out this is really cool right like Mm-hmm. can i have any questions oh yeah yeah let me see this and like uh like i opened up the engine right and i have the firehouse here and, and it's just like i can take photos of this firehouse and post them online but but someone if i'm like actually flying through this firehouse and looking around someone might catch something and be like hey t- what about that and i'm like oh yeah i have a story about that or whatever that's that's uh that's a lot mm-hmm. of fun i mean and that's that's why i think these video game documentaries are going to keep going because mm-hmm. there there's just a lot of value in the in the creative process and getting to to hear about what didn't work, what did work, uh, and and I I've referenced the uh, Together of Heart, uh, you know, like podcast slash like reu- reunion show that Josh Gad did during like mm-hmm. peak COVID, and yeah. you reunite 
all of these actors from you know major films and they're all sharing stories that no one had heard and and some of them are you know 15 20 30 uh in some cases almost 40 years old and these are things that we no one gets to hear about and so yeah, yeah I, I think there's a vein absolutely to tap into here that people would love to see this stuff from and uh hopefully it's not going to inspire a legal battle from anyone but i mean mm-hmm. we we support it you've got three people yeah. who'd sign that change.org petitions mm-hmm. so and it, it would be it would be fun to get like a video game documentary too that's not just a like we're going to cover the history of all the video games over like five episodes or something. So you could actually have yeah. time to focus in on a specific either game or game series that you've actually loved for just one documentary. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Yeah, yes. all the extra yes. time you put in that is amazing. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Uh, like I said, at some point. Uh, if you want to do more in the future, we can we can easily set that up, and we can we can do a uh, mm-hmm. you know I can open up the engine and fly through stuff and be like, hey yeah, let's let's take a look at this, let's take a look at that, you know. And, Heck yeah, uh, we can, uh, we can take cool. a look at all this stuff. Uh, Hell yeah, we got a lot of stories, yeah. and love. I'm always happy to share. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you back and do that again. That'd be sweet. Seriously, yes. love it, man. We absolutely love it. Thank you so much. And uh, let us know if you'd ever want to revisit. We will more than happy to do it. Definitely. All right. I will talk to you all later. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, you, Jesse. So much. Thanks, Jesse. Have a good night. Yep.